Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Join one of the Adelaide 36ers' favourite sons as we deep dive into everything past and present about one of the most storied franchises in the NBL. It's Sixers Fix, your Adelaide 36ers podcast. Here we go! Hello and welcome to our very first episode of Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis for 2021. And we finally made it, Scott. We're finally only now days away from the NBL season starting. Usually by this point of a season, we're more than halfway through. We're probably gearing up for the playoffs in a normal season. But this is a COVID-19 world we're now living in and we're anything but normal. But finally, the Adelaide 36ers will, will begin the NBL season. We're only days away from it now. We will speak to one of their new stars on the show, and we've got some really big announcements to make on the show as well. The The South Australian community has rallied behind us here at Sixers Fix, which is really exciting after we put the call out before Christmas. So plenty to look forward to on the show for this year. I'm Chris Pike, your co-host, but the man you've all tuned in to hear from, the Adelaide 36ers legend, the only man involved in all four NBL championships that the 36ers have won, Scott Ninnis. Thanks for joining me. Good afternoon, Chris. i got to admit, mate, I'm still nervous. The season's still a couple of days <laughs> away. We've seen with COVID, things can change pretty quickly. But, yeah, you're right, mate. It looks like uh, uh, full steam ahead, at least, uh, you know, for the first couple of rounds. And uh, I think there's genuine excitement by a lot of people about seeing this new season unfold. Obviously, you know, here with the 36ers, it's a new team. There, there's always new hope going forward and uh yeah bring it on can't can't wait for friday night oh that's just hope we get there that's just hope we see the ball the ball (laughs) tip up on friday night because you're right we've seen so many stop starts we've seen so many changes across all sorts of all sorts of sports we've seen the schedule have to change already now multiple times and it's worked out great for the 36ers we're now starting the nbl season friday night at the entertainment center against melbourne united that's a that's a blockbuster way to start the season it couldn't be couldn't be much better yeah, mate, and look, I think, you know, we probably mentioned in the last episode, I mean, the the start now with, you know, the, this first round is going to be in Adelaide and in Queensland. It's, it's, it's great for the 36ers. They're at home. Melbourne United, you'd imagine, are going to get rolling at some stage, uh, well, maybe for the whole season, who knows. But to get them early is probably not a bad thing. I, I did see that, uh, you know, Jock Landell mentioned that they could maybe go undefeated uh, throughout the whole season. I I wouldn't mind a little bit of what he's smoking, but um, um, yeah, bring it on, mate. It, it's very exciting to get the two Melbourne teams in here this weekend, and uh, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to, to seeing some great basketball. A lot of excitement around the 36ers and what this young and new look team can do. We spoke to Connor Henry in our show just before Christmas, and and after speaking to him, I was really buoyed about what this team was capable of, and one of their stars is going to be Donald Sloan. 222 games of... NBA experience that he brings to the club. Almost a quarter of those, he was a starter. So it's not like he was just right at the bench. He was playing some legitimate minutes, especially in his last three seasons in in the NBA. He's won a championship in China. And he's now going to be our special guest here on the first show of 2021. I think the 36ers fans should be really looking forward to to what they're going to see from him. Absolutely, mate. And without uh, wanting to put too much pressure on him, I think he's the absolute key for the Sixers this year. Um, you know, we've got, we've got very good Australian talent, um, but 
you know, we need that, uh, you, you know, that uh, that point guard, you know, that mm. guy that's going to, uh, you know, make the decisions, be that on-court general. And, and we've certainly got a very, very good one in, in Josh Giddy, But, you know, he's also 18 years old. Yeah. You know, to have that experience head alongside him. And, uh, you know, we saw in the pre-season game versus Cairns uh, last weekend that, uh, you know, he looked good. And, and once again, I'm, you know, the last one to read too much in the pre-season games. Mm. But, you know, in that with 24 points, he was poised. He, he, he you know, he, he made some big shots. I, I like the fact that he can get in the post with smaller get defenders on him. And uh, yeah, look, I, I liked what I saw last weekend, and, and I think he's absolute key for the club this year. Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to speaking to him later on on this episode of Sixers Fix. Before we dive too far into the basketball talk, Scott, since our last show, we've gone through Christmas, you've gone through a birthday, and we've gone through. The new year. How did how did all of that treat you and the family? Pretty relaxed, mate. With young kids, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of excitement. Well, <laughs> apart from the kids, obviously. Sure. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Then I've stopped counting uh, birthdays uh, these days. So, uh, uh, but no, it was, it was good. Great family time. Um, yeah, I had had a bit of work between Christmas and New Year's, which was which was nice. Uh, my wife Rebecca had uh, was on holiday, so a lot of family time, mate. Uh, uh, but pretty chilled. New Year's Eve for us these days is trying to see if we can stay up at midnight pretty much. <laughs> so uh, we, we did we did drink some very nice wines and, and, and ate well. But, uh, yeah, pretty pretty cruisy, pretty relaxed these days, mate. No, very, very good. Happy birthday for, for the belated birthday you did celebrate. Um, I know that sometimes, sometimes it gets forgotten, like you said, talked about on our last show when it's mixed in with Christmas, so I hope you di- hope you didn't get get forgotten about. I, I mentioned it to to Rebecca, your wife, and she said she there's no chance of forgetting it because she doesn't get the chance to forget it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it was it was well well represented. Now the NBL fixture has already changed a couple of times. Now it looks like we're set now uh, without any disasters happening for the first two rounds. I think for the rounds three, four, and five that were originally announced, they've been completely scrapped and I think thrown in the bin for forever. But like we touched on, it works out a very good start for Adelaide. So the games in in round one will only be played in Adelaide or Brisbane or Cairns. So that works out nicely. So Friday night against Melbourne United and then Sunday against the South East Melbourne Phoenix. And then um, three days later on the Wednesday, round two starts with, with the 36ers also playing against the Phoenix. Works out really nicely. I mean, you, you don't want to take anything for granted and... Playing at home doesn't guarantee anything, but gee, it's a real chance for Adelaide to, to get off to a good start. It really is, mate. It's a, and you know, there's there's no excuse really. I mean, it's not like they've had a short preseason, <laughs> or uh, you know, there's uh, and, and it is. It's uh, I think we're you know with the, with the COVID situation here, I, I believe it's seventy five percent capacity, yeah, so we're right. still going to yeah. get good num good numbers in the stadium, um, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, it is, and and, and it's. Uh, I, I like the fact that they've got a lot of home games early, and uh, that that can set you up. Um, you know, you can get confidence going in going forward. Uh, uh, but on the on the flip side of that, you know, you lose a couple of those games early, it puts a fair bit of pressure on you. But uh, that's the beauty of a new season, mate. And then this is going to be a season like no other with with the the build up that we've had in the current situation. Um, it, it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, Fascinating to watch. Now we'll see how how many how much news we can end up breaking here on Sixes Fix as the 
year unfolds. But on our show before Christmas with Connor Henry, we did have a big announcement that Connor made when he announced what the leadership group would look like and the captaincy would look like when he told us here that Daniel Johnson, Daniel Dillon and Brendan Tees would all, sh- all, all form the leadership group and then in turn share the captaincy on, on different nights. Um, that, that's since been made official from, from the club. Um, we didn't get much of a chance to talk about that, but, but Connor was was pretty high on, on, I think, that decision. And I think those three guys are the standout veteran leaders on the team. And I think it's probably a good thing to not split them and not to choose one over the other and potentially probably put one of them offside if he felt a little bit slighted. Um, it's not it's not the norm to go this way, but what, what do you think of the of the decision? Oh, look, mate, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, I suppose. I, 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 I'm more of the let's pick a captain and move on with it. And I, and I think, uh, uh, you know, I may have spoken about this on a podcast last year. You know, when I was coaching, I felt, you know, we, we'd gone from Mark Davis, who handed the baton to Brett Maher, and, you know, the two best players the club has ever had would have been captains for so long. And I I felt a huge amount of pressure to, to end up getting that that decision right and uh, end up going with Adam Ballinger to to try and it was he was our best player but I you know try and help bring him out of his shell and to be a bit of a leader as well and and to me that's there's similarities there with Daniel Johnson I personally you know I'd love to see just Daniel Johnson you're the best player in the team you're the captain mm-hmm. but I also understand the whole leadership thing and you know and 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 Tease and Dylan are you know veteran players and they're going to be you know, really important people, um, you know, around the club, um, you know, certainly on training days. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine either of them having, playing a huge amount of minutes because I guess they, they're probably going to be fighting for minutes with each other yeah. as well. But, uh, but yeah, I certainly understand the philosophy behind it and, um, uh, yeah, look, you can only wish them well and hope it all goes well. It's amazing, isn't it? You mentioned the captains that the club did have. Um, up until a decade ago, and the last decade, it's really been a, a, a rotating rotating slide, hasn't it? I guess Adam Gibson was captain for a couple of years, but outside of that, it's just been swapping between a whole heap of guys. Mitch Creek was captain for one year, Teasy was captain for one year, then last season he was co-captain, DJ was captain for one year, then he had it taken off him for the last six or seven years. It's really, really been an unstable thing, so maybe that's why they decided to go with the three senior guys. They've all got leadership, TZ and DJ have done it before. Um, so, so so maybe it's it's to try to get some stability on. I'm not sure because, like you said, for the first 20 years, the, the two the two guys you said with Davis and, and Marzi, they were outstanding. But for the last 10 years, we just haven't had a, a real stable, stable captain. And maybe it's not necessary anymore either, mate, but I'm, I'm an old fart. I'm a traditionalist. You know, like I, like I said, you know, we've... We've seen the the, the calibre of person that we have had as captains. Oh, I'd love to see someone now be the captain for three, four, five, six years, but in reality, that's probably not going to happen. Mm. So oh, I think that you know, I, I, I'm certainly not questioning Connor Henry. I, I guess you know they they sit back, him and Jamie sit back and, and make the decision that's you know that they think's best for the club, and and I have no doubt that that's what they've done. It's an interesting one with. Because DJ had has now committed for three years, was it wasn't was it potentially a chance to make him captain for the next three years and, and just give him that job? Is that is that probably the way that, that you would have gone now that you know that you've got that long term contract commitment from him? 
Oh, mate, I'm not the one to speak. I ten years ago <laughs> since I coached it, uh, um, but yeah, well, look, I mean that once again, that's uh, that's probably a question for someone else. But it's um, you know, I guess at the you know he's going to walk out in the court as the captain because it, it's hard to see Dylan Ortiz being in that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So for all intents and purposes, he's going to be captain when that ball's thrown up on the court anyway. So um, um, yeah, well, I guess it's probably. Neither here nor there, I guess. Mm, no, for sure. It's an interesting discussion point and interested to hear what our, our listeners think. So if you want to let us know your thoughts, hit us up on social media and we will be happy to read out your thoughts because we've got some exciting announcements of ways we're going to be incorporating our listeners more and more on Sixers Fix this season. And you'll be able to, to win big as well and, and, and stock up on some exciting prizes. So we'll talk about that a little little bit later in the show. Um well, actually, let's go right to that now, Scott. Let's talk about some of the announcements we've got because on our show before Christmas and the show before that when we spoke to Josh Giddy, we, we put the call out to some Adelaide and South Australian companies to partner up with us. We wanted to team up with some local businesses and, and try to help them out and try to get them to give us some support. And we thought we'd be able to do some special things. And, you know, I guess it might be easy to go for the big companies like a like a Hungry Jacks, I guess, because we're, we're a Hungry Jacks MBL or, or you know, Coke or or whatever. But we wanted local businesses to come on board with us here at Sixers Fix. And we've been overwhelmed by by the response. And, and I'm really excited by the announcements we're able to make on this show. First of all, going forward for the rest of this season, our, our round review and our round preview segments will be now brought to you by All Star Photos. So... Anyone involved in basketball in Adelaide and South Australia, and indeed the 36ers, would know Kelly Barnes, the photographer from All Star Photos. You've known him for a, a very long time. It just seems like a hell of a natural fit for, for us to partner up and to help each other out, doesn't it, Scott? Oh, mate, uh, Kelly, you're right. I've, I've known him, oh God, I'd hate to think how many years I've known him for, but he's, uh, mate, he's, he's part of the furniture. He's, uh, you know, he's been around for a long, long time. He does an outstanding job and, uh, yeah, very, very humbled that he would, uh, you, know, be, you know, think to get involved in sponsoring uh, uh, the podcast. But, yeah, very exciting going forward. He, he does does a lot of work around basketball and, and he's an outstanding photographer. And uh, yeah, look, if, you, if that's something that you need, I certainly have no qualms at all in, in recommending All-Star Photos. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll talk a little bit about what, what Kelly and, all, and All-Star Photos offers later in the show, but really excited to have him on board to sponsor our, our review and preview segments every week. Now, next up, we're going to have a Play of the Week award that we'll we'll award each week here on the show, Scott, and we're going to put it out to our our listeners to, to vote on it. So we'll probably narrow it down to the top three players from, from each round from the 36ers, put it on social media to get our listeners to vote. And thanks to Australian Motors, um, one of our listeners each week will win a special prize pack from Australian Motors. And, and again, it's another South Australian company. Um, you can go to their dealerships. They've got a Australian Motors Mitsubishi, Australian Motor, uh, Australian Motors Isuzu, a Suzuki in the city. Um, it's a South Australian brand. It's been associated with the Adelaide 36ers for a long time, and and for them to partner up with us here at Sixers Fix as well, it's a it's another great fit. Oh mate, uh, and Australian Motors Mitsubishi, Motors Mitsubishi in particular, like a, a, you know, a great supporters of the 36ers. Mm. Um, 
You see their cars driving around the streets and, uh, you know, the, the, the players love driving them. Uh, we, we've, we have had a, you know, can't speak, can't, cannot, once again, cannot speak highly enough of, of basically any sponsorship in this day and age. But, uh, you know, when the, when the climate is, is as it is, a lot of people are struggling. Um, you know, for these people to jump on board and, and you know, sponsor the club and, and sponsor a little podcast like what we do is, uh, it, it, mate, it is, it, it's, it's truly humbling. It's, it's very exciting and uh, uh, we look forward to a, hopefully a long and fruitful future, uh, not only with the podcast, but with all these, uh, all these sponsors and, and Australian Motors are a great one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this next one, Scott, is one very close to, to your heart. Um, every time we do an interview now on this show, it's going to be brought to you by Sports Card World. Now, you've talked on, talked on the show before about about the sh- the card shop that you and Rob Rose used to used to own own and operate, and and this is kind of built on on the on the back of that. And and Ben and Matt and the team at Sports Card World, um, they they're incredibly great supporters of basketball. They they have an incredibly um, exciting collection of basketball memorabilia and cards that they have in stock among with along with a lot of other things but but more than anything um it's a great personal fit you know both those guys really well both of those guys are really excited to be teaming up with you because you're you're a hero of theirs let's be honest so um it's really exciting to look forward to what sort of a partnership we can have with with sports card world Mate, both Ben and Matt, uh, you know, like they're fantastic guys. I've known them since they were kids, basically. And, uh, you know, when Rob and I had our shop, uh, you know, they sort of filled in and helped us out. To give you a bit of an idea, Rob and I had our cards, card shop for probably, oh, wow, probably two years. Mm-hmm. That might be an exaggeration as well. Mm-hmm. When we started in 95, I think it was, um, Sports Card World had already been operating for probably four or five years by then. Uh, our card shop went under very quickly in 1996. Those boys are still operating. Yeah. You know, it's, it's incredible for something that, you know, back when we got involved in it, I guess was a bit of a fad. You know, it was, it was something that people got excited about, but, you know, may have dropped off. You know, they, they've been able to... Uh, uh, you know, to continue on and, and be versatile in what they do. And, and once again, there's the sporting cards, but there's also the, you know, the game cards. And uh, I even, Matt even gave my, uh, my four-year-old Chloe some Barbie cards uh, a few weeks ago, which she was very excited about. But uh, fan, fantastic blokes, um, uh, yeah, outstanding. And, uh, you know, they've thrived during this whole COVID thing and... Uh, yeah, once again, to, to have them on, on board from, you know, like just a, a small business in, in the city of Adelaide um, it is, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited too. And and not only are they supporting us here and not only are we partnering up with them, but they're, they're going to make some of our listeners very happy dur- during this season as well, Scott, because as I said, they'll be bringing, bringing our interviews to to our listeners each week. So both our players and Connor Henry that we'll speak to on a regular basis. So what we would need our listeners to do is send in some questions each week. We'll pick out the best question of the week and we'll ask our special guest or we'll ask it to Connor Henry. And there's going to be some incredible prizes that our listeners can win thanks to Sports Card World. And, and the first up is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers championship pack from 
2020. It's valued at $65, and they're going they're going to be happy enough to give away five of those to start with, Scott. So, so starting next week, if you send in some questions for our our special guests, you can win one of those prize prize packs of the LA Lakers championship set. It's worth $65, and and I've had a look at the box and I've had a look at the packaging. It's it's quite quite the nice prize. I think anyone that loves basketball would be would be more than happy with that. Jeez, mate, I, I guess we're probably uh, probably not allowed to win that ourselves. <laughs> I was going to th- have to think up a bit of a good question. No, well, once again, it's it's uh, for for blokes that are small business. Uh, um, that's yeah, very very generous of them to uh, to get behind. Uh, uh, Sixers fix and 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 basketball in in this state. It's uh, it's uh, it's incredibly um, yeah humbling once again. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about sports card world later once we get to their their segment. But just to wrap it up, we'll always also have a player of the year award from the thirty sixes that we'll we'll announce come the end of the season. So at the end of each game, Scott, between you and Brett Maher, we'll be casting votes. So I think the way it might work best is that. You'll do one game, Marzi can do the next game, and we'll rotate between the two of you, and you can cast your votes on each game. By the end of the season, we'll have a have a winner of the Player of the Year award, and and to be honest, if anyone's not happy, then I, I don't know who else we could get better to, to cast their votes than than Brett Murray and Scott Ninna. So I think the credibility is there in that award, and 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 thanks to Premium Wine Tours, um, at an incredibly tough time for the for the industry. This is an incredible prize. So both the winner of the Player of the Year Award, so the player from the 36ers, and one of our listeners, um, thanks to Premium Wine Tours, Scott, which is very close to, to your heart, they're going to win a, a wine tour for four people, which in this current environment when, as you know, you're not getting a lot of business, that's an that's actually an incredible prize. So that's something well and truly truly worth winning for our, our Player of the Year Award for this year. Let's keep that one a bit quiet, mate. I haven't mentioned that to my wife yet that I've donated two uh, two tours worth eight hundred dollars uh, for, wow. for. No, I'm only joking. Uh, look, it's it's uh, uh, yeah. Once once again, mate. Like uh, you know, like uh, happy to do it. Um, you know, it's it's I I'm very very passionate about. Uh, the South Australian wine industry and, uh, you know, the Barossa and McLaren Vale and Langhorn Creek and Adelaide Hills, etc., etc., is very dear to my heart. So, uh, you know, to be able to showcase that to as many people as I can um, is, is exciting. I, I took the 36ers on a wine tour uh, a few weeks ago, which I think I mentioned, and, and you know, like just to, a lot of new guys to South Australia to be able to showcase the quality of wines that we have here it's uh it's it's it was an easy decision made it's uh i'm just really really happy to be out and about and showcasing people you know what we have on our doorstep here in adelaide and uh uh yeah premium wine tours I, i'm more than happy to get behind uh you know what we're doing here on the show yeah so it's an incredible prize so if any of you 36ers players need any added motivation that's quite a prize to win, and if any of our listeners need any more motivation to tune in and and find out how to how to put yourself in contention to win that prize as well, stay tuned to the show throughout the season. So I'm really excited by the announcements we've been able to make and been able to make. And to be honest, I'm I'm just blown away that some small local companies have been so willing to support us here at Sixes Fix. We're just a fledgling little podcast that are that's trying to keep afloat and to be honest we're just here to try to promote 
the Adelaide 36s and basketball in South Australia. We don't really have any ulterior motives outside of that, Scott. So for these these businesses to want to want to come on and support us, I think it's it's fantastic, and I'm really excited about what we can can now do do together. Oh, absolutely, mate. Like I I was. Uh... I was as surprised as what you were. I think it just it speaks volumes of um, you know the caliber of people that uh, that we're dealing with, um, you know, at uh, at Australian Motors and and All Star Photos and Sports Card World uh, speaks volumes for the people that are involved and um, um, yeah, very excited moving forward. Now we've promised Donald Sloan as our guest here this week on on Sixes Fix. Looking forward to speaking to him now, just in in a in a little bit, Scott, but. First of all, um, the backcourt potential of somebody who has played in the NBA and played at a very high level like Donald and then to be teaming up with a guy who is going to be drafted into the NBA in six months' time. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that, that duo this year for the 36ers. It's very exciting, mate, and I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a really wise decision by the 36ers to pair a, you know, a veteran alongside you know, Josh Giddy. Look, Josh Giddy is a, is going to be a star, and he's going to be an NBA player. I, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. doubts that. But to to be able to take a, you have that veteran head alongside him that he can learn from, to take some pressure off him as well. I think is uh, is very exciting, and I, I look, I, I can't wait. Uh, you know, and then you've got. Um, you know, you've got backcourt veterans, uh, you know, and we've talked about Tease and Dylan. Um, you've got Majonra, you know, Sunday Deck is, is in that sort of mix as well. So I see, I see that sort of, uh, you know, that backcourt being, um, you know, being a very exciting one and, and, and obviously headlined by Sloan and Giddy. Mate, uh, can't wait to see it unfold. Yeah, me either. And I'm sure all the 36ers fans are... Pretty excited as well. We'll see it for the first time Friday night. So when we come back here on Sixers Fix, we'll be speaking to the man himself, Donald Sloan. Okay, back here on Sixers Fix with Scott Nittas. It's now time for our, our special guest, first special guest of... 2021 here on the show. Um, he arri- he arrives at the 36ers with plenty of hype around him, and rightfully so. If you have a look at his at his at his record, 222 games in the NBA, um, almost a quarter of those he was a starter. Um, his last couple of seasons, he he played a lot of a lot of minutes at the Indiana Pacers for a couple of seasons, then at the Brooklyn Nets. Um, before that, he had a, a pretty handy stint at the Cleveland Cavaliers as well, and that was on the back of his college career at Texas A&M University, where where he was a he was a superstar. He was he was named to the first team All Big Twelve Conference in a in a season where his team won a, a record hundred games back back a de- decade ago. He since had stints in the Philippines, China, and Germany. Won a championship with Guangdong in China. So he arrived in Adelaide with a very very impressive CV. He looked good in the in the minutes we saw him play last Saturday night up in Cairns, and now there's plenty of excitement around him heading heading into this Friday night and this Sunday for his his NBL debut for the 36ers at the Entertainment Centre. So, without any further ado, thanks to Sports Card World, who is proud to bring our special interviews for for 
for this season to our, to our listeners. And, of course, Sports Card World are fantastic supporters just jumping on board of, of us here at, at Sixers Fix. Long-time friends with with my co-host Scott Ninnis. And, and if, you, if you're at all interested in, in, in cards of any type, then head into the Rundle Mall, Region Arcade, and you find them at the Shop 5 there, um, Sports Card World. It's been operating since 1994, April 1994, they first opened. At that time, it was right when the NBA card market was booming here in Australia, so it was a, it was a perfect fit for them to, to get up and running. They're one of the very few surviving stores from that era, not just in Adelaide, that's obvious, but right across the country. So obviously Ben and Matt and the team there are doing a terrific job. Obviously the store used to be the City Centre Arcade opposite McDonald's, but has now recently, well, relatively recently relocated to the Region Arcade. So head in there to find them if you get the chance. But of course you can also see them at or find them at sportscardworld.com.au. Um, the stock there is incredible. And, and as Scott mentioned, they're thriving. One of the few businesses to be thriving during this COVID era. So you can find whatever whatever your interest is in, in carding, whether it's sports like the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, AFL, um, or the, the, popular, the really popular worldwide card phenomenon like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, um, any of those popular card games are well and truly taken care of it at, at Sports Card World. Um, pick up all the accessories, you know, folders, sleeves, whatever you need for your collection. And as I said, here on Six is Fixed, we'll be giving away some special prize packs, starting with the 2020 Panini NBA Championship set of the Los Angeles Lakers. Five of those to give away, starting on next week's show. But... Thanks to Sports Card World. Let's move on on Sixers Fix now and have a chat with Donald Sloan. Now, now, Donald, thanks for joining us here on on Sixers Fix. Now, um, it's been a long it's been a long wait for the NBL to return. I'm sure it's been a long wait for you to play to play basketball again after after you had your season finished early when you when you were playing playing. I think it was over in, in Germany earlier earlier last year. Um, we're pretty much on the eve of the season starting now. How how excited are you to be playing playing an official professional game of basketball again in in pretty much twenty four hours? Man, it feels amazing. Mm. Uh, you know, you get those uh, you get those uh, days before game jitters still. Uh, you know, opening the season uh, against a very very good team mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but like you said, you know, I haven't played a game since uh, Germany, which yeah. was uh, in March, and even then. I was only there for three games yep. before, you know, they, they stopped the league. And so for me, it's been a lot of training. It's been a lot of consistent, just individual gym work, you know, trying to stay away from larger groups because mm-hmm. of COVID. And now to actually be a part of a team again, you know, to be a part of a system and to have purpose for training, you know, because you can just go in the gym every yeah, day and sure. train and there's, and there's no end in sight. It's just, you know, train, train, train. But now, like you say, on the eve of um, – the season opening, um, you know, it's, it's just a, it's just a great feeling. I'm actually anxious. I hope I sleep well tonight. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's just part of you know that mentality as a, as an athlete. You know, I mean, this year, I mean, this past year has just been, it's been crazy for the whole world. But what, in a, in an individual sense, what's it been like for you? Because you were, you were in Germany. You just started your season, and then, 
um, you know, COVID hit and you had to pretty much get out of there and, and get back home and, and you've had no basketball to play. You, you, you know, um, different parts of the United States have been in complete lockdown. Some parts haven't been as bad, but you haven't had competitive basketball to play. And then you end up coming out to Australia. You go through two weeks of quarantine. Then you join a team for a couple of days and then all of a sudden you fly across to the other side of the country up to Cairns and then you come back home and now you have a have a few days of training here and now you get ready for suddenly the first game of the season. I mean it's been it's been a twelve it's been an amazing twelve months for everybody, but I'm sure for you it's been it's been crazy in its own way. Yeah, it has man. To be honest, it's been a uh, a weird year. You know, you say twelve months, it's been a weird year for me altogether with mm. um especially with COVID, but, uh, you know, going over to China, um, you know, to replace a player, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, what China does you know, pretty often, even early in the season. Uh, guys like me, who uh, you kind of have a foundation over there, you know, we kind of sit and wait yeah. and don't go too early because we know that guys who signed in, you know, August, September, they're probably going to be back on, on the USA side of things pretty soon. So mm-hmm. we're going to replace those guys yeah. either because of uh, – them not being able to adjust to the game, or them not being, um, them not just not being wanting to be there. Yeah, you know, sure. it's been fighting teams and stuff. So you know, I go over and uh, you know I normally replace a guy, and you know, have my season that way. But this past year, I did that, and team brought me over uh, due to um, lack of performance mm-hmm. with the uh, import that they had. And man, when I got there, it's like he sensed I was there because he turned it on. Like wow. he started balling out of control. They end up winning maybe seven out of eight games. And so at, during this whole time, uh, while I'm in China, and this is November, December, yep. January, uh, you know, they go, they may lose one or two, and then they'll come back and win five. So I'm just sitting there training still, mm. just training, just, you know, just maybe doing some things with the team, but, you know, just still training, not actually part of the team, not yeah. actually playing any games. And that was uncommon for me, you know, Absolutely. because of, what I've been able to do and throughout my career and all of that. So it was a little, it, it was a little hit and I'm like, wow, this is different. Yeah. And so of course COVID hit and you know, they cancel or postpone the season. And so at that point I'm like, well, you know what? Now I can actually go somewhere and play. Cause at that point I was locked into, yeah, I was still locked into the contract in China. Yep. But once I got home, I told my agent like, Hey, we need to do something else. Like I can't go back to China because nobody knew what was going to happen with the COVID. They uh-huh. thought it was going to be a quick thing. And then, you know, the league was going to restart and all of that. But, of course, it ended up spreading like a wildfire. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to him. I'm like, hey, man, you have to get me out of this contract. Like, we have to go somewhere and play. Like, I can't just be sitting around, you know, because I'm a competitor. Yeah. Like, the money was fine, you know, and that was actually a big pay cut with going to Germany mm-hmm. rather than staying in China, you know, waiting to replace the guy. But it wasn't even about that. It was about yeah. actually game. So I talked to him and you know we got out of the deal and went over to Germany and joined uh, Telecom Bond. And like you say, I was there, you know, hoorah, hoorah, part of the team for <laughs> maybe three weeks. Yeah. And, and first game, you know, kind of get my feet wet. First time in Europe. Uh, first time in another league outside of NBA G League or China. And, um, you know, it was different for me. You know, I know the, the European style of basketball is different. Competitive is tough. So I was kind of getting used to the style, and then, like I say, after that third game, you know that was that was it. Yeah. And then it went right back to training, and then trying to figure out, you know, what's next. And now in my head, I'm thinking, oh man, you know, I haven't I haven't done enough on film. Yes, yeah. I've done enough already, as far as 
what I've done in my career. But just speaking of this year alone, you know, teams are going to be trying to say, oh, well, he didn't play this year. We don't know how many games he so, so for uh, JBG and Coach Connor to you know, reach out to my agent and um, thinking that I would be a nice fit and a nice piece for what they're, what they're building here, you know, it was outstanding for me. It was great. You know, it was uplifting. It was, uh, you know, it was everything. Yeah, good, good. Um, had you known much about the NBL or basketball in Australia before? Had you had word started to travel that things were going pretty well down here basketball-wise? Oh yeah, um, I uh, actually a few a uh, few of the guys that I played against over the years, a few of the guys I played with, um, they they've had since over here in the NBL, and uh, you know I follow them on social media. Yep. You know I talk to them every now and again, and even during those times when I didn't know much about the league, I'm following them, and I'm like, man, looks pretty tough over there. I think mm. I'm gonna stay, I think I'm gonna stay where I'm at on this side. <laughs> Try to avoid that because it, I mean it looked, it looked real tough, gritty, grindy. But that's my style of play. Yep. And at, at, during those times, like I said, I'm following Jerome Rondo, DJ Kennedy, Sean Long, yep. Melo Tremble, uh, Carrick Felix, who came yep. over for yep. a little bit. So I, I know a lot of those guys. You know, that's the Glenn Rice Jr. You know, I, a lot of those guys that came over, I followed them. And like I say, for them to come over and talk highly of the league like they have when I've asked all of them, hey, man, how is the league? You know, how is it over there? Mm. They've said nothing but nice things. And so mm-hmm. they definitely let me know, like, hey, it's, it's tough. Like, you're going to have to bring it every night, and which I knew that already because that's part of my DNA. And so it, it wasn't it, – so for me to get here and then go up to Cannes, for them to bum rush us that first game, and then, of course, you know, we came back and played a little more solid the second game, yeah. it, was, it was expected. Like, I, I knew that's what the league was built up about. I knew um, about the intensity and the level of – uh, physicality and the defense that um, that guys play with. So it, I wasn't, you know, surprised or shocked at all by by it. But you know, just actually feeling it again and getting that competition in, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of wakes you up a little bit. You excited by? You mentioned some guys there who have played in the league before, but are you excited about the guys you're going to be able to get to go up against? And you have a look at tomorrow night, and it's Scotty Hobson. You have a look at, um, you know, Scotty Machado. You already had a couple of games against up in Cairns. You have a look at. Bryce Cotton, you have a look, Casper Ware, right across the league. There's some incredible guards that you're going to have a lot of fun, I think, playing against. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, there's nothing short of great competition here. Um, you know, great, uh, great amount of talent. And that's not only the import. You know, that's mm. uh, the local too. You know, I, a lot, I've looked at film. You know, I've looked at how these teams are, are kind of made up. And, man, it's, it's not just the import. You know, it's not just Scotty. It's not just uh, Bryce. You know, it's not just Casper. And they got they got they got nice guys around them. You know they have a, a real good unit around them um, that kind of propels and you know let them you know kind of stand out a little bit. Yeah. But man, it's it's tough all the way around. Like even watching um, McCarron and Golden, who yeah. we have to match yeah. up against sure. tomorrow. Man, I, of course, Scotty Hopkins is a different problem. But these two guys are as well their own set of problems that they're going to present to us. And so I, you know. I'm all for, you know, a matchup. I'm all for, you know, individual tendencies and kind of locking in on guys. But, man, it's, it's going to take a whole team effort, you know, defensively and offensively for us to do what we want to go against the Cottons and the Hopsons and, yeah. you know, just guys that are just seriously talented for scoring and, you know, moving the ball like that. What about some of your teammates? I think 
there's so much excitement in Adelaide about Josh Giddy and also the backcourt now between yourself and, and, and Josh. Are you as excited as the rest of us about partnering up with him? Yeah, man, this is going to be great. Uh, this is this is going to be great. Uh, they got they they watched him, you know, over his you know his tenure, you know, him growing up, and now you know they get to see him go to another level. And I think he's willing and wanting to to reach that level. You know, I don't think he's satisfied at all with where he's at. Mm. I don't think uh, I don't think he's content at all. You know, he comes up to me every day asking different things and trying to figure out different scenarios or ways to improve. And you know that's that's what that's what it's gonna take, you know. And so I think he's on the right track. And like you say, the city has definitely something to look forward to yeah. because that kid is special. You you've you've played in the NBA. You've played a lot of games in the NBA. You've started a lot of games in the NBA. From from what you've seen from Josh so far, does he have everything it takes to to make it? At, you know, in the big time. Oh, of course he does. You know, he's had the, he has the length, the athleticism, the vision, and let alone just the skill. You know, he, he has a skill for the game that um, that's, that's kind of unmatched. You know, you can teach a lot of things and you can go into the gym and, and drill, 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 you know, certain things. But just having that, that feel, that pop, you know, you that's that's inherited. You know, you get that. That's DNA. You know, some things you just can't teach. He has that. And I mm-hmm. think he knows that, too. That's why he's so smooth. Yeah. But like I say, he, he has a lot to look forward to. And I think he's on the right track with working at that. And like you say, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. Mm. You know, guys, even even on even on this side of the globe, guys, he has that NBA target on his back now. So yeah. he's going to have to bring it every night. There's going to be no games, no nights where he can take off. And that's where I come in, mm-hmm. kind of let him know that, and kind of let him know, hey, young fella, like this, uh, this ain't the night to take it easy. Yeah. If you want to be where you want to be, you have to show a level of consistency. That's that's all NBA is: it's efficiency and consistency. You can do both of those things at a, at a, at a good level. He yeah, had no problem doing the things that he want to do in the future. Yep, spot on. Um, now, after everything you've been through in the last year, and even if you go back and you have a look at the NBA right now, and and pretty much every city's playing in front of in front of no crowd right now. Um, what's it like knowing that you know pretty much this time tomorrow you'll be in front of hopefully about seven thousand screaming fans in Adelaide? That that has to get the get the blood flowing. Yeah, man. Like I say, it's uh, my last game in Germany was no fans. Wow. Okay. And, yeah. And uh, you know, now, like I say, to go from that atmosphere to another environment that I know is going to be, you know, well lit. Um, oh. It's going to be live. It's going to be intense. You know, and to kind of be back in that that kind of that warrior mentality again. You know, it, it's going to be amazing. You know, and so we're looking forward to everybody that's coming out tomorrow. Out. We wish it could be 100% capacity because mm-hmm. we know the city of Adelaide is behind us and they're going to come out and support. And so, like I say, just to, just to get as many as we can, you know, with the with the protocol and the restrictions, yeah. in, it's, it's, it's more than enough for us because we know around the world there are no fans, mm. a lot of places, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and away from the basketball, um, when you were deciding where to, to come next for your next, next stop, did you take COVID into into mind when you were choosing that and did you have a look and see that in Australia we've got things reasonably under control down here and, and life's actually pretty normal right now for us. Did that did that come into your thinking at all? And it must be a relief to now be, be living here right now and having a look at what life's like back in the US right now and being able to live, you know, relatively normally. 
Yeah, I mean, that's I think um, with everything we've dealt with in the past uh, year, we forget what life was like before yeah. COVID, like yeah. before the mask, before the social distancing, before restaurants are closed at 5 o'clock, before only if a restaurant could hold 100 customers, mm-hmm. uh, only 25 could be in, like a life before all of that. Like it, me coming over here after, of course, my quarantine in Sydney was, uh, you know, was a bit of a shock mm. because, like I say, you forget how normal life was before um, a year ago. And for me, yeah, for sure, that definitely came into play because I knew uh, all around Europe, I knew all around uh, Israel, um, you know, they would they would have their league. Um, there may not have been any fans, which I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. But if that's what it had to be, then that's just what it had to be. But I wasn't a fan of that. Mm. Uh, you know, I had some calls, you know, like I say, from Europe, from Israel. And just knowing that there was going to be stoppage, there was going to be postponements, yeah. there was going to be cancellations, and that these clubs may want to pick up those games later in the year. I just didn't plan on being having to be gone from August all the way to maybe June yeah. just to finish one, one season. So that definitely came into play with uh, – with talking to Coach Connor, uh, with my agent talking to uh, Jeff Van Grun again, yep. that we, NBL, you know, we're on track to have a league. This is before, of course, we had everything set in stone. Yeah. NBL was on track to have a league, was on track to have fans. Mm. We didn't know how many. Um, and the cases over here were controlled. Yep. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a wildfire. It wasn't, uh, wasn't like, like the state, of course, as we know. And, and just kind of having that sense of security, mm-hmm. knowing, okay, there is going to be a season. Uh, even if there are some games being moved around, games will be played. Yeah. It's not like you're going to, like you're a three-week dead period where they're just canceling all the games and they're going to pick them back up later on. I didn't really have the patience for that. Mm. And so it for sure led me to the NBL. Fantastic. We're, we're very happy to have you here, here, Donald, and we're very excited to see you now playing tomorrow night against Melbourne United and and, and for th- three three home games in the next five or six days. We're all looking forward to that to get things underway. So thanks very much for joining us here on Sixers Vic, Sixers Fix, so close to the game. We'll make sure Scott Ninnis is here to speak to you next time we have you on the show. But, but for now, good luck tomorrow night. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We look forward to going out competing. Okay, back here on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. And this is our preview segment. We finally made it to this point of the off-season. It's been an incredibly long time. Um, it's been it's been 11 months since the 36ers last played an NBL game. It's been it's been five f- at least five months since the team at least some of the team started to to train again. It's been a, it's been the longest build-up to an NBL season ever, but we've finally made it to this point and Excited to bring you this preview segment thanks to All-Star Photos. As we mentioned at the start of the show, Kelly Barnes is the, is the man behind All-Star Photos. It's an Adelaide company. He's been photographing basketball for 25 years, Scott, as you are well aware. He, he managed to catch, capture a lot of shots of you when you were, were in your prime. He's been the official club photographer of the 36ers for, for a long time. He's done some work with a couple of other NBL clubs as well. You can see his work all over the place, including on some of the history banners 
at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. If you go and have a look at the the home games for the 36ers, um, it's it's he, it's just a great honour for us to have him on board because not only does he have a passion for the 36ers and basketball at NBL level, but all grassroots sporting clubs is something that he's passionate about photographing and and just providing those memories of, of a lifetime for those those kids and people involved in the sports. Um, he, he's been a great been great at providing fundraising options for teams with their photos and and just a great supporter of basketball and sport in South Australia in, in general. Um, all star photos over the, over the last couple of years, Scott, it's helped to raise ten thousand dollars for for local sporting clubs in, just by the work done by fundraising. And, you know, some of the team photos that Kelly takes, the individual photos of teams, they're just things that are invaluable. And if you'd like to be part of it, contact Kelly at info at allstarphotos.com.au. You can find out more information at allstarphotos.com.au. And, and next week, I'm, I'll be very excited to announce an extra an extra thing that Kelly has got up and running. It's it's very exciting and and it's it's basketball related. It's 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 got a little bit of art behind it. So the combination of art and basketball is something that Kelly's put together. And thanks to Sixers Fix, he'll have a very special offer for all of our our listeners as well. So tune in next week and we'll reveal more about that. But um, every week that we do a preview here on Sixers Fix, Scott, we're going to be thinking of all star photos and Kelly Barnes and. And rightly so, because he's a great supporter of, of ours. And, and we urge all of our listeners, if you ever need a photograph taken of your basketball or sporting event, there's nowhere else to go. Mate, the, the main thing I took out of that is you said he had some action photos of me. He obviously, <laughs> he obviously has been around for basketball for a long, long time. He's got me in my prime. He's, uh, he's been around forever. But, yeah, very passionate South Australian um, I know he's just, uh, uh, you know, been uh, even over the last few days, it's been the official photographer for the uh, 2021 Adelaide Invitational Challenge that we've mm-hmm. had here in Adelaide. Uh, yeah, been around for a long time, and uh, mate, I can, you know, all I can do is reiterate what you were just talking about as far as, you know, if you need uh, if you need something done, go and see All Star Photos, mate. He's uh, he's a champion of a bloke, and uh, yeah, you you uh, he will not let you down, that's for sure. I'm sure you'll be seeing him Friday night at the entertainment centre with his, his camera in hand. Absolutely, mate. But he won't get a picture of me in my prime. He'll, uh, it'll be the, be one of those before and after shots of he's uh, snapping me uh, <laughs> behind the baseline uh, yelling at a referee. <laughs> uh, some, some things never change. Now, now, we're only days out from round one now, Scott, of the NBL season. But before we get there... Now, I hope these aren't questions without notice. I hope you've been able to have a little bit of time to think. My apologies if you're going to have to come with some answers off the top of your head, but I thought we'd get some thoughts on the season overall before we do get to round one. Um, Let's start right at the top. Who's going to win the championship in the NBL this season? Uh, Look, mate, I've, I've said it. Earlier than I think that uh, Melbourne United are the favourites, and I think you know talent-wise, you, you you know you'd have to think that I, you know, I, I guess I'd I'd go with it. Well, I don't want to go with them, <laughs> but I, yeah, no, you know what? I'll go with the Perth Wildcats because I love the fact that everybody writes them off every year and they just make the finals every year, you know. And and you, I guess you probably look at where they are this year and probably think that. You know, maybe this is the year it all comes to an end. But 
Yeah, if, you, if you're going to win uh, the championship, you've got to go through the Perth Wildcats. So I'll go with them. It's, it's, it's always a safe bet, isn't it? If, Absolutely. If, if, you go, if you go by history. Melbourne United seems the obvious choice. I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to say the Cairns Taipans. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I like yeah. the I like the stability we're getting Machado and Oliver back. I, I yeah. and let me tell you what I saw from Noy the other night. Like that's a that's a superstar in the making if Absolutely. he can con- continue on that form. I my I think that they maybe I don't know that they've got enough depth from their Aussies and, and uh, you know they're maybe hanging by a thread if they get a serious injury or two, but I guess that's a risk for most teams. But mm. I like it, mate. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, happy to ride. I'd, mate, I'd be, if the 36ers didn't win it, I'd love to see uh, you know, Mike Kelly and the Cairns Taipans mm. win it. I think that would just be, that would be an incredible thing for the NBL to see a, mm. you know, one of these smaller local teams that you know, obviously do it tough and don't have the money that the big boys do. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the way you're thinking, mate. I like it. Yeah, it, it would be fantastic to see. Um, what about your top four? Obviously, now we can lock in. We can lock in probably, probably Melbourne, and obviously we can lock in your your championship tip, the Wildcats. Who would, who do you see rounding out the the top four? Well, you lock in Perth because they make it every year, so that, that's so that's like the easiest decision ever. Uh, United, um, look, I. You know, it'd be wrong for me to do sixes fix. I'll, I'll put the 36s in there. Um, uh, and that's, you know, there's a lot that, lot of obviously that's going to, a lot of water going to the bridge before that happens. But, um, you know, it's, it's a new season. I, I think probably, yeah, I probably would have said the Sydney Kings. Um, but I, you know, the Xavier Cooks, that, that's a big loss. Um, yeah. You know, I may have said the New Zealand Breakers, but uh, you know, they, they, you know, those blokes haven't been home for about three years at the moment, and, it, and that's and, and 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 while it's it looks good on on paper, it, it's a veteran squad as well. Um, geez, I'm, I'm dancing around the I'm dancing around the, the subject here, aren't I? Okay, let me go. Perth United, uh, Sydney Thirty Sixers. No, 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 no! I'll take it back. I'm putting Cairns in and Kenneth Sydney. You've, you've convinced me, mate. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> all right, so so I've naturally got Cairns in there. Naturally, Melbourne United. Um, I, I'm like you. Until we ever see the Wildcats not make the finals, I'm going to have to continue to to tip them to be part of the finals. Um, and then I think the fourth spot is a really, really interesting one. Um, similar to you, the New Zealand squad looks great, but. I'm just wondering how you can handle being away from home for, for that yeah. long. So that's the only reason I won't have them there. I yep. don't think the squads at Brisbane and South East Melbourne and the Hawks are probably um, look good enough right now. But, I mean, that could change once we see how good their imports are. But right now, we just judging by the info at hand, I don't yep. think I'll consider them. So probably coming down to either the Kings or, or Adelaide, um, and we're doing sixes fix, so... <laughs> Let me chuck in, chuck in the thirty sixes. There you go, go. I'll go the Taipans, United, Wildcats, and the thirty sixes. So, um, I think I went the same as you in the end. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Now, what about your MVP? Well, it's Bryce Cotton. He's the best player in the competition. Uh, you know, barring injury, he'll still be the best player in the competition. And 
Uh, and we'll, not only that, we'll go down as one of the greatest players to ever play in the NBL. Uh, you know, he, has, he continues like he has over the next two or three years. He, he starts to get mentioned in maybe the greatest player in the history of the mm-hmm. NBL. And I don't say that lightly because, yeah. you know, I've played against Leroy Loggins and Andrew Gaze and played with Robert Rose and Mark Davis and Brett Maher and... Yeah, I know how great some of these people were, but uh, you know this guy is is special. Like he's he's just incredible to watch. Um, you know, he's a player that every team would love to have. So for me, that's that's a no-brainer. If he's injury-free, um, he's the best player in the competition. I, I guess you look at the next level down is guys like Hobson and Patterson and uh, you, you know Mitch Creek if he's healthy, but Bryce Cotton for me. It's tough. It's tough to argue. I mean, I think, I think it's probably universally accepted. Like you said, he's the best player in the league when he's, when he's healthy. Um, you know, I'd like to throw in Machado into the mix from the Taipans. Hobson. Yep. At Mel- at Melbourne United, probably even Sloan from the Thirty Sixes. Patterson at the Breakers. But you think they're all fighting for second second best player spot in the competition, don't you? So I think I think we I think we agree with with Bryce Cotton. Um, most improved player is an, an interesting one. It's always this is probably the hardest one because we actually don't know who's in contention until we actually see the season unfold and see who's stepping up. But is there somebody who so far you've seen that looks like they might be taking their game to another level? I think this is. A, I think most improved is always the toughest one to pick, mate. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's the one that uh, you, you know a lot of times it's 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 a player that moves moves clubs and and gets more opportunity or just gets the right uh, right opportunity um, and, and that could be you know, obviously there's the, this day and age a lot of players chop and change and, and that could be any one of a number mm. of players um, I, mate I, I don't know I, that's a really really tricky I'm not I'm not sure, even sure who I'd who, who I'd say off the top of my head um, mm. you, you know I think there's a lot of guys that are going to you know step their game up and, and go to another level um, but yeah mate I'm sitting on the fence with this one I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know what, what about yourself yeah I'm struggling too because it, it, it's really tough because we just don't know until we see the games who is in contention the one that popped into my head from a local perspective is Jack McVay I think he's going to get more opportunities this season and Without Anthony Drummond there, um, I think he'll be able to step up into a bigger role, and I'm expecting big things from him. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you too. I mean, you know, like he's he's been a really fun guy to be around with, with the, the clinics and, uh, you know, the, the holiday camps that uh, Marzi and I are running, and, uh, you, you know, his energy is, is infectious, and you just, you just want to see him do well. Um, you know, I, I, where does where's he going to fit? I, you know, he started pretty much at the four the other night, which mm. I, I'm not, and and you know that they are going to be able to go small at some stage. I, that's to me, that's not where his his future lies. But uh, you know, he still had ten points and four rebounds, which is very serviceable in in a, in a game of basketball. But uh, I'd lo- I'd love nothing more to see Jack. Uh, uh, yeah, even if it's not winning that award, to uh, you know, to to go up another step, another level this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rookie of the Year award. Now, now that this award includes the next star players, I think it's taken on some added significance. Lamelo Ball, the winner of it, of it last year. Um, it's probably an obvious one to go for Josh Giddy. Can you see somebody else pipping him? 
Mate, don't even bother. This is the <laughs> easiest uh, injury-free. Injury this is the easiest decision in the history of the NBL that this kid is going to be Rookie of the Year. And once again, I hope this doesn't come back to bite me on the ass. But uh, you know, from what I've seen and, and what you know, the glimpses that we've seen, uh, it, it's it's a no-brainer. I mean, this this kid is just destined for greatness. We just hope that. You know, like he stays injury free and, and gets the opportunities, and, and he's just such a such a down to earth guy as well. With uh, you know, I know both his parents; they're they're fan fantastic. He's level headed, um, pretty easy one for me, Josh Giddy. I think it's really tough to make a case against that, so I'm not going to to bother. Um, this one's tough as well. Similar to most improved, it's tough to know until we see which teams are actually performing well. Um, Coach of the year. Well, mate, you hope it's Connor Henry, which means the, the, the team's going to go well. Um, you, you know, like, you know, people like Gleeson and, and Dean Vickerman probably aren't going to get it because, you know, if, if they, their expectations are to win a championship anyway. So it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's pretty hard. Oh, I guess all, all eyes will be on Gorgian. I mean, they, you know, a team that won five games last year. You, you know, you know that they're going to be better. Um, is it going to be? Is it going to be ten games? Is it going to be fifteen games? What's it going to be? But you know they're going to be better, and all eyes are going to be on him. So that would be, you know, if you're a betting man, that's probably the probably the easy one, I suppose, because um, you know they're starting off on a low base as far as wins go, anyway. So. Uh, that that improvement can be fairly crystal clear quickly as well. Um, I, I love Mike Kelly and I love what he's done in Cairns and and you know I'd love to see him uh, him there again. Uh, but yeah, look, I hope it's Connor Henry, which means the thirty sixes are doing really really well. If the tight ends do as I predicted and go and win the championship, it's really hard to see Mike Kelly not going back to back. Um, the other one I like to throw in there is Dan Shamir. Um, I can't imagine how tough it is to coach a team that's now away from home. So if the Breakers end up, if they end up being good enough to be at least in finals contention for this whole season, then I think that's a that's a job where Dan Shamir should receive a lot of a lot of credit for. So so we'll keep our eye out for that. Sure. Um, now, unfortunately, Scott, we've put these things on record now, so people are going to be able to <laughs> hold them against us for the for the rest of the season. But um, before we have a look at round one, is there something that after this long of a wait, 11 months to see, see an NBL season, is there one thing that you're looking forward to to the most? Oh, look, mate, I'm looking forward to it all. I'm coming off a, as a bit of a fanboy at the moment, but just seeing Josh Giddy, uh, mm. just seeing him and his progression uh, you know, in this competition, I'm, I'm very, very excited about. Um, but I think, once again, because it's been such a long break, I'm excited about everything. Yeah, I'm excited about seeing a game of basketball live this Friday and this Sunday. You know, like it's just going to be it's going to be very exciting and, and to see, you know, to see Daniel Johnson scoring twenty a game. You know, to see, uh, you know, to see Chris Goulding shooting threes. To see uh, Mitch Creek coming in here against his old team. All all of that is 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 very very exciting. It is. That, that's why I've got such an exciting. Exciting first round to look forward to. Let's let's take a look at the games for Adelaide first of all. First up against Melbourne United, um, Friday night, seven pm, Entertainment Centre. Um, 
you know, Chris. Anytime Chris Golding walks into a building, there's a lot of energy there. But Scotty Hobson's there, Jock Landale's there, and I think a lot of people are going to be letting Jock know about his comments about Melbourne going undefeated this season. I don't think he's going to be able to forget that anytime soon, especially probably in Adelaide. Um, the Adelaide fans like to like to show their knowledge and like to let the opposition players know their thoughts. Um, this, there's a lot of fascinating things about this matchup. What are you looking forward to and what are you expecting to happen? Well, mate, with Landell, especially if they lose, all of a sudden you're not mm. undefeated. <laughs> that, that, that solves that problem. I can only imagine Chris Golding and David Barlow sitting back and, and reading or listening to Landell saying mm. that and going, you, what are you doing, <laughs> young fellow? Like, you know, we've got a, we've got a target on our head anyway and now you've, yep. you've put well, that out of Gleeson come out and say that he's going to use that as... Motivation for his team. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I, I think that's just look. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm their talent. I, I love to see it. I, I, I just think, you know, like he's, you know, potentially he's going to be an NBA player, and, and he's, yeah. you know, we, we've seen what he can do, you know, for the Boomers. But, you know, to me, this this game is 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 there for the 36ers. I mean, sure. you know, Landell's going to be a great player, but. Is he a better NBL player than Daniel Johnson? Well, no, well, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Like he, you know, like he's Daniel Johnson's probably going to get twenty-five points and ten rebounds on Friday night. Is Landell going to do that? Well, maybe it could be a great matchup. But I, I think this game is there for the thirty-sixers. I think that that comments like that do put a bit of extra pressure on. You, you know, on the team, um, you know, I, I don't know what their pre-season has been like with what's been happening in Melbourne. I can't imagine it's been ideal. You know, we, we've had it relatively clear here in Adelaide, you know, for, for a long time. We've, we've had the odd, you know, misstep with, with COVID. I, I think this game well, is... I think they might have even come straight from Cairns. I'm not sure they've even been back to Melbourne. I, I, I think you're right. There was five yeah. NBL teams in Queensland last week. So I think this game is... I think this game is set up for the 36ers. If they come with the right mindset and... Uh, and once again, who, who knows? Like, it's... it's <laughs> if there's ever a season when you don't know what the hell's going to happen, it's this mm. one, but... But they're home, you know, the Sixers are going to be sleeping in their own beds. They're going to be coming, you know, you know Melbourne may, may not have been home for three weeks. So, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, so, mate, I'm going with the 36ers. I, I, and that's, that is certainly, there's, there's a bit of parochialism. <laughs> you know, I am parochial about that, obviously. But I also think that this is it. It's the start of a new season. Everyone starts off 0-0, zero, zero, um, yeah, I think this is a great opportunity for them to start off and get a get a you know the biggest scout probably in the in the NBL. Absolutely, and that would provide a lot of momentum for Sunday back at the Entertainment Centre against Mitch Creek against Adam Gibson, some old familiar faces, and the South East Melbourne Phoenix. What do you what what's your early thoughts on that one? A lot will depend on game one, but I, I'm yeah. to me the the thirty sixes again. I, I think that's. Uh, you know, once again, it's it's uh, your home. I think I think the Phoenix have been in Tasmania. I yeah, they think, have. I believe you know. Like, so once again, it's it's uh, we we've been very very fortunate here in Adelaide. You know, it's it's been it's been difficult for everyone, obviously. Mm. But you know, we we've been relatively unharmed. You know, over the last few months. So yeah, I, I think this is a 
this is a golden opportunity. If the, if the Sixers don't at least split these first two games, but I, I think you know two two and zero oh is. Uh, is very realistic and it and it and it sets them up for the rest of the season. If it's zero and two, well, <laughs> then you go the other way. But yeah, mate, I'm uh, I'll go there again when we talk next week. I might be going. Well, that was probably not a good decision, but uh, I'm going with the Sixers back to back on these two games. Not very good. And of course, our Player of the Year voting. I'll get you to give the votes for the Friday night game, and we'll get Marzi to give the votes for the Sunday game, and we'll we'll reveal those votes next week. Um, and as we keep tally of our Player of the Year award, thanks to Premium Wine Tours. Now, our, the other, other NBA games for the weekend, only three other games, Scott. Firstly, on Saturday, Brisbane Bullets at home to the Hawks. Oh, look, <laughs> this is the best time to be a betting man and bet on the mm. underdog. That's uh, uh, Look, I, I'll go with Brisbane purely because they're the home team. Um, yep. They're well-coached. Um, you know the, the Hawks are going to probably have to have to prove that they're that they're up and about. But once again, you know Gorgian will have them. You know they'll be ready to play. And, it, and if Brisbane are by any stretch of the imagination aren't you know take the game lightly or don't come with the right mindset, then uh, the Hawks could roll over them. But Brisbane for me in this uh, this early stage. And then the next couple of games involve the Taipans. They are. Both at home. Firstly, they get to host the Sydney Kings on Saturday night. Yeah, Cairns for me. I, I think um, we saw enough the other night that, that uh, once again, they're going to be home. Uh, they've been unaffected largely, you know, by what's happening recently. Uh, you bring Machado back, you got Oliver. I was really concerned um, that uh, Newball which I still think is going to be a huge loss for them. Mm. I, I thought he was their most important player last year, even with the accolades that the other yeah. two were getting. I, I you know, I, I might, you know, people might call me an idiot, but uh, and probably quite often do. But I, I thought he was their best player last year as well. I just thought what he did on both ends of the court was, was special, um, and uh, that will be missed. But what I saw from Noy the other night. <laughs> You know that 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 you know that slack can be taken up pretty quickly. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Cairns uh, against the Kings. And then they back up again Monday night against the Hawks. Tough yep, one for the Hawks. It's a tough one for the Hawks. I mean that's uh, you know that's that's a lot of travel. Um, yeah, Cairns to me. So once again, Cairns could could go in two and zero, and and yep. you know you get those early games at home, which is set up for Cairns and the and the thirty sixes. Um, you know, good things. You know, confidence. You know, you, good things can happen. I mean, you're right. Nothing's guaranteed. I mean, in an ideal world, the NBA wants the teams to be playing fourteen home and fourteen away games, and then the games in the hub. But there's no guarantee we're going to be able to play all of those games. So you might end up playing an unequal number of home and away games. So if you can rack up these home wins early, they, they could be more important than ever because we're, we're, we're not guaranteed anything moving ahead. So any win yep. might, be, might be a big win and because you might not be able to play all the road games that, that you're scheduled for. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Brett and I have met with uh, Ben Kavanagh, the GM of the 36ers, uh, a few days ago just to talk about you know, the stuff that, that we're doing with the club and, uh, you know, <laughs> you could, I felt so sorry for him. There was just so much unknown moving forward, and, and we've seen that over the last week with the change of the schedule. And you, you really don't know. Um, 
So yeah, it's important you you, you hit the ground running because you just don't know in this day and age what's going to happen going forward. And I guess we're, you know, we're starting to see that with with the NBA. You know, where, where's yeah. that thing heading at the moment? Like not in a good place. And I'm not comparing. We're obviously <laughs> as a country we're in a lot better place than the US, but. Uh, Things can change very quickly as we've seen it. So yeah, get those yeah, wins. Get those. Be careful than actually get, getting played right now. Yeah, get, get those wins on the board. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Um, it's been a big show, Scott. Um, there's, there's some shows where we come into it and say, "Gee, I don't know if we've got enough to talk about this week." But <laughs> an hour later, and it's and it's just flown by. And you had in our guest with Donald Sloan as well, and it's been a it's been a massive show. Been a, a lot of fun to share it with you again, and and a great way to start off 2021 here on on Sixers Fix and, and just fantastic to have our sponsors on board. So a big thank you to All Star Photos, Australian Motors, Mitsubishi, Sports Card World and Premium Wine Tours for now making Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis possible. And we won't forget our readers because along the way this season, you'll be able to win a weekly prize pack thanks to Australian Motors, special prize packs from Sports Card World, a tour up for four from Premium Wine Tours. And as you heard from Scott before, that is not a cheap a cheap prize, and you'll be able to get special discounts on the fine work of all-star photos as well. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what our listeners will be able to to enjoy and, and benefit from here on Sixes Fix with Scott Ninnis this, this season. Get along to the two games this weekend if you can against Melbourne United on Friday night and the Phoenix on, on Sunday. If not, check it out on on SBS and, and also on ESPN if you, if you can. Now, I'm, I'll sign off for another week, first week here of 2021. I'm Chris Pike, but I'll leave you with the, the trusty words of the legend himself, Scott Ninnis. No, mate, and I've really enjoyed, as always, doing the show. I think that's the one thing I would like to reiterate. Uh, get along to the games. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, Friday night and Sunday night, the crowds are 75% capacity, and, and if you're a 36er fan, you, know, the, you cannot underestimate the home court advantage. And, uh, you know, we, we love our basketball here at Adelaide and uh, um, get down to the games and, uh, and support your club. It's, it's exciting. It's a new year. It's a weird and very, very strange time we live in. Uh, you know, who knows going forward? You know what's going to happen, so get to the games and support the club, and it's uh, it's a very exciting time.